listen, Duchess. Do you hear the people? They cry out for change. Your weak-minded rule of Mandalore is at an end. The resurrection of our warrior past is about to begin. I am the Duchess of Mandalore. Your actions will bring our civilization to ruin. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. My only true loyalty is to men. Too bad our people can't stop fighting each other. You're dealing with the Mandalorians now, child. Not some Imperial officer fresh out of the Academy. I'm not planning on dying. Little Mandalorian. So proud. And tough, I think. We shall see. You are listening to Radio Free Mandalore. News, reviews, and occasional interviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick. I'm Tim. I'm Kevin. And today we're talking about a couple of things. First of all, we've got the title for Episode 8, The Last Jedi. What do you guys think? I think this is weird that I don't have any beer. But There's no beer in your house? Try no, I have no beer. I drank mm. it all. What do I think? I think, hell yeah, finally. Well, do you know if you take the uh, title from episode seven and mm -hmm. include it with episode eight, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi? Episode nine what do you from think? his nap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like it. I wonder who yeah. The Last Jedi is going to be, though. Well, I mean, wah, wah, wah. The Last Jedi was mentioned twice in the last film in regards to Luke, so mm -hmm. I'm putting my money on Luke. The Jedi is also a plural. Could be Jar Jar. The Return oh, of Jar Jar. Yeah. The Force Awakens the Last Jedi from Jar Jar Slumber. Boom. Star Wars 9. <laughs> I can't wait for it. I'm down for it. I, I, I mean, look, the movies, the titles only give you a glimpse of what's going to happen. Frankly, I don't care if they call it just Star Wars 8. I just want to see the movie. I want to know what's going to happen in the movie. So I liked it, but. It doesn't like I'm not having some existential crisis thinking about what does it mean, what's it going to point to. I'm just ready for I'm ready for a trailer. It's probably what a month away. That's mm -hmm. all I care about. I would, I'm going to put my money on April. I'm going to put my money on. Don't say that. April. No. Don't. No. I don't know. I was looking back in my history, and like they did release a uh, episode seven trailer. Yeah, but in I don't, January. I wouldn't go by anything they did for seven because there was no star wars film in theaters at the time you should compare to what they did with rogue one so they let they let fan uh phantom menace my god so they let <laughs> they let the force awakens run its course finish out in theaters and then right before it came out on blu-ray then they then they started thinking about rogue one marketing that would be my prediction i want a super bowl teaser ad i want 12 seconds of actual Faces. Only 12 seconds? I don't know. I just threw out an arbitrary number. I don't want like a big one. I just want. I want something like that. A little Tim's bit of the a... guy. You're going to find like a, a, a genie in a bottle at some point, and it's going to ask you for three wishes. And you're like, I'm cool with one. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I'm, you I want a teaser trailer. I want 12 seconds. <laughs> well, I'm saying a teaser, a teaser is usually super small. Like, I just want something to, to wet my whistle. And then you can give me a full trailer in April. I'm cool with that. Well, I, 
26, maybe 27 seconds for the full cheat teaser. Yeah, uh, I want two and a half minutes, man. How uh, how PC are we being on this this podcast? Are we putting the explicit tag on it? Sure. What, what, <laughs> what, what do you need to say? Listen, I just want <laughs> I just want the tip right now. Uh huh. And then I want down to the balls in April. Like, give it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta love the silence. Yeah, like we're, we're silent. We're like, <laughs> yeah, that's silence before he says it and after, so I can very easily edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> edit whatever you want. There's someone in your Did house. <laughs> so I'm like, oh I lock myself in the bedroom, and then one of the cats is trying to get in, so I let him in. Like, is that behind me? <laughs> so what do you want to see in this 12-second trailer when you finally get it, Tim? Mm. All Watto. I want Watto to come back. <laughs> <laughs> he just flies across the screen. <laughs> uh, that might be the last thing I expected you to say. Ah, yes! Nubian! I want Ray walking in like in a in a flea market type area and then Waddle comes up and goes, Granddaughter of Annie? Little Annie? And then oh my god, that's how that's we the reveal. <laughs> and then we know for a fact, you know? Alright. That's <laughs> one opinion. <laughs> what do you want to see, Kevin? Actually, I I I have a well, I, I think it's kinda of given. I want to see a darker movie this time around. Mm-hmm. And uh if anything's like you know, proven in the past history, usually the second movie of every trilogy has been a darker movie. I don't know. I don't know. Attack of the Clones had that really good C-3PO comedy at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is such a drag. I think Adam Driver a couple months back said that Star Wars 8 is going to be pretty dark, right? I think he yeah. did. At least to, to him, it looks darker. He, I think he made a comparison to it in Empire Strikes Back, so hopefully there's a little more grit, a little more... Yeah, you know what's going to end up happening is everyone's going to come out and like, oh, they're just copying the original trilogy, and they're going dark because they did darker on Empire Strikes Back, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, I had so many, I had to have an argument a couple of weeks, just a couple of weeks ago. Granted, we were talking about Rogue One, and then that led into a conversation about 4 versus 7, and how they compare, and it's like, 7's just a copy of 4. It's like, that's. do you not kind of get that? Do you not get that they're bringing in the same elements to draw back in the crowd and mm-hmm. giving us what we originally loved in the first place? Did that Was that lost on you? I thought you were pretty smart, but okay. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because people want original ideas and original movie, original scripts, original storylines and stuff like that. But in the history of film, everything's the same themes, same concepts is being reused over and over and over again. So I'm not surprised at all that they're kind of not really taking the storyline, but taking the, the theme the feel back to the original trilogy, but you're right, Tim. It's like they're trying to draw back everyone who remembers the original trilogy and who who were there when those movies came out in the theaters. You have the ability to do a little <clears throat> something different in eight, and I think they're going to. I think it's. it's I don't think it's going to be a carbon copy of Empire. I mean, how could it be? But I think they're going to do a lot of cool things. I think we're going to see some stuff we've never seen before in the universe. We're going to see force powers out the ass. I think not literally, but. We're gonna see some <laughs> some great force powers coming up. We're gonna see some cool. Hold on while I bend over. Yeah, burp, and then he flies away. We're gonna see some cool stuff, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that Disney is part of this because they're 
just like giving a blank check to Lucasfilms, like, okay, go do your thing, because they know it's going to pay off dividends, like, in the very near future. I mean, look at Rogue One. Um, many analysts predicted that Rogue One was not going to do so well. And it just, I think, what, this week or last week, just passed $1 billion globally. I mean, to me, that's a win. I mean, it was going to be, a, I think it was going to be a win no matter what, but. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I think any, any fan of Star Wars knew it was going to be a win. It's just, I think when you look at studio leadership, it was, well, it's not episode eight, and, uh, we, you know, there's, it's, it's the first time they've done, like, one of these spinoff movies, and they didn't know what to expect, but I think the expectations have not been set. If anything, I think maybe the question was, based on how the film ends, are people going to want to go watch that over and over and over? And we found out they, they would. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Some, some people on this call have seen it multiple times. Uh, Tim, I Tim every, seen it, like, yeah. what, like 30 times, Tim? Me? Yeah. I think you're mixing up our numbers, bro. Mm. Combining them. Mm. I, need to, I need to go yeah. see it again and hit my half dozen. Yeah, I need it. I've only seen it twice. Oh, you gotta get, get your, on it. Get your stats up, bro. Do you even lift? You know what? Like, I'm not all about you know giving all that money to the theaters and stuff like that. But I'm gonna wait till it comes out on on Blu-ray, get my digital copy, and just watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm gonna do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the both of us. I think I was like, I think uh, Patrick, was telling Patrick that I've seen, oh. there's something uh, a little weird that I've seen La La Land and Rogue One the same number of times. Yeah. That's yeah. unacceptable. Mm. But it's so good. Yeah. Rogue, One? Going yeah, that, Rogue One is. Rogue yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> remember, what, remember what podcast you're on? Mm-hmm. I'm well, sorry. I can't. I, I got to just quickly jump aside. I'm looking at these photos of, of I'm going to mess up his name again. Aaron Rank, Alden. Jeez, I was like Aaron. It's not Aaron. I'm, I'm just confused on how he's gonna look. Some of the photos he looks weird. Like I've only seen him in one thing before, so I don't know how I feel about him. Still, to this day, I don't know how I feel about him. But they're building a pretty cool cast around him, so I think it could be good. But he just throws me off. So I'm hoping I can see him in something else and maybe kind of, I don't know, prep myself a little bit for it. Well, you got almost two but, years. <clears throat> yeah. Prep. I just don't know if he's been anything else, but I mean, you got you got Lando set, you got Amelia Clark. I don't know if we still know what she's doing yet. Nope. Seen some weird photos come out of her looking like a Twilight, but we'll see if that comes to fruition. And then they just added Woody Harrelson. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking love Woody Harrelson, man. Are you kidding me? I'm all for it. Um, you know, I listened to some other podcasts that involved Disney, and um, it's it's skeptical. The mood is skeptical about him being in a Star Wars movie. And then, you know, someone did point out that, well, he was in Hunger Games, and he did really well in that movie, or Hunger Games series. And I, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen it, so I really wouldn't know. But I guess we'll just have to find out and see. Well, and he also played the um, mentor role in that as well. I just have a feeling this would be a different kind of mentor. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, he's he's supposed to be playing Garrus Strike, who's... Nah, I'm going to disagree with you right there. No, that's confirmed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was confirmed. Someone asked him in an interview, and he didn't really hear what they were asking, but I think it's already been shot down by, by Lucasfilm. But go on, I'll look it up in the meantime. I was say, I'm reading this, someone that says Harrelson confirmed it. He's a char- if, it, if it is a character, or at least even taken from that, he's he's supposedly from the uh, Legends uh, <coughs> universe now. And from the old canon, he taught him how to shoot, taught him how to fly. Like He was a very big mentor character to Han, so 
I liked him. I liked Woody Harrelson in uh, Zombieland as the kind of badass, don't take no shit from nobody kind of character that you find out has a heart. So I'd like to see him in this role. It's very similar to that. I'm pretty sure Pablo Hidalgo tweeted that he's not playing Garrett Shrike. Let me see if I can find it. So yeah, it looks like Woody Harrelson might be playing Garrett Shrike, who's <laughs> from the from the canon, the old novel that was a mentor who taught Han how to shoot, how to fly. Sticking with might, you don't want to go on record. He is. There I told. Go. I called up. I called up Kathy. Me and Kathy are pretty close. Mm. But Kathy, <laughs> baby. Yeah, you call her Kathy, huh? Yeah, we're, dude. We've known each other <clears throat> forever, back mm. in the day. She used to babysit me when I was a kid. But uh, called her up and said, Kathy, pick Woody. Baby. Pick Garris. Kathy, Let's do baby. this. Baby. Boobie. Kathy, baby. Booby. Oh, oh. Hey. And she said. She said, okay, cool. Done. Dunzos. Got me if you want, but just, you know, time time is on my side, so. All right. Well, I can't find the official Lucasfilm announcement about about I knew you were about still Woody, looking for it. But I do have an official announcement they put out about Carrie Fisher from a few days ago. So we've been talking about episode eight. We know that we will see Carrie Fisher in some capacity in this film and anything after that is up what in the air. Say? Some capacity, is that what you said? Yeah, we don't know how much she'll be in it, but we know she'll be in it. Well, you said Subagasi. I was like, Subagasi? Is that a planet? Yeah, she's going to be on planet Subagasi. Cool. Garden planet? Desert planet? What do you think it'll be? Uh, Subagasi? Water planet. Yeah. (laughs) Is there a Gasi and then this is Subagasi? Yeah, 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 exactly. Subagasi is a moon of Gasi? (laughs) That's exactly it. Um, you want to run that by Kathy? No, I'll text her later. We good. <laughs> so there are a lot of rumors running around about whether or not they were going to try to CGI her in episode nine. And Lucasfilm did something they don't usually do, which is put out a statement about rumors. And they said, we don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there's a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess or General Leia Organa. Carrie Fisher was, is, and always will be part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our princess, our general, and more importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia, and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. So what do you guys think about this? What were you kind of hoping they would do um i was kind of hoping they would go i was kind of hoping they would go in this direction i know that there were speculations that yeah they were going to be cgi her or um cast someone else to play general organa in episode nine or just you know write her out of the story entirely so um i think uh having her cgi is a little uh it's it's cheating in in a way um I don't know. Like it's it's. I I, I get with Rogue One. He had, he had, you know, Tarkin was uh, was CGI, but his death was so far removed that like not many people you know who watched the movie knew that the actor playing him had passed away a long time ago. But I think in this instance where it's still fresh, it happened not even a month ago, and it's it's it strikes a chord that you know that's deep within the the fan community. I think this is the right way for them to go. I do have to agree. Um, I mean, we—I think we last time we talked, we were talking about the the rumors that her character in 
and eight was going to be sort of somewhat removed from the action and in kind of like a stasis pod life support type situation. <clears throat> so, I mean, you kind of have a built in out if you have to take it that, you know, she didn't survive or there were complications from it or, or whatever. So you don't have to have her in. And I don't think, I think in even more of a bigger fan service is to kind of let her go. You know, you don't, we don't need her in that sense that, we would kind of tarnish what she had or what she brought to the the screen, you know. And and I think Kevin hit it spot on. It's the wound is fresh. Let's let's just uh, let's just let it go, you know. Let's let's let her legacy live on and and do something else with the series and with the characters. And we don't have to, you know, put her in in a, in a fake way or something like that. Now, one thing you think- notice is in the oh. statement they said that they're not going to CG her, but it doesn't say they won't recast. What do you think the odds are on that? I, I hope low. Yeah, I don't think they'll recast either. I, I, I just, again, I think if, if, if they did re- recast, they would be in an uproar, and I think it would just be in bad form for... for, for I think it would just cast a, a dark shadow over episode nine. You know, I, I, I don't... I just... I don't think they would do that. I think they're just going to write her out. Yeah, this is... Be... We're, we're not talking about Darren from Bewitched in season one. Like, this is too <laughs> big of a, a recasting. This is... She's been this. I mean, she's joked about it for years with with Lucas that he owns the right to her face. You know, like I don't think you can even think about it that way. You you have to take the hit and be sad that you not only lost an actor and someone who was going to have an on time screen presence and all that, but you lost a friend and you lost someone who was influential to so many young women and men alike. And you just got to cut your losses and move on and and try to figure out how to move the story along without her. But you don't. I don't want to see a recasting. I mean, when people, when, when it happened to Paul Walker, you know, and they weren't done filming, they said, well, we brought in his brothers. Well, look at the scenes. There was, most of his scenes were shot. If you're talking about making an entire new movie, just fi- take some time, figure it out, push the, don't push the release date. What am I talking about there? <laughs> but figure it out and do something different. And we will all, as fans of the franchise, we will all know that and respect that, I think. Now, here's a, here's a question for you guys. Do you think that they'll reshoot some key scenes in episode eight that will lead up to her demise in episode nine? Could be. I think they'll reshoot eight to include her demise in eight. Unless they have something where, like we've talked about her being in that stasis pod, and if they've already shot a scene of them finding her and waking her up, they might cut that and save it to nine, like the very, very end. That might be their their way out. I almost said that might be be. that might be their escape pod, but (laughs) that might be their way out of that that might be good too. Like you just, I like that. Like, use the scenes that she shot for this one and just intersplice her into what four, three years from now. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I just don't like the idea of a recast. That to me, that's that's worse than than trying to make it work some other way. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. almost a, a slap in the face of, of what she's done for the character. My other question is: there were rumors that either in eight or nine that there was going to be a very significant scene between her and Kylo Ren. And assuming that was supposed to play, take place in nine, how do you think that this is going to affect the, the film? Cause I mean, obviously I thought... they're going to have to, if that's the case, if it was something that was key to the story or if they're planning to do a redemption story and that was, oh, that was pretty not. key, you know, they, they, they were going to have to make a major change now to the, the story of episode nine. But didn't Adam driver admit that there was going to be a reunion scene between Kylo Ren and 
it's been talked Lamb. about, but it was said that like it could be an eight, it could be a nine. Okay. And I always I, kind of assumed it was nine, since everything we've heard about eight was that she's not, she's not in it very much. Look, I'm okay with with a reunion scene. I just don't want a redemption scene. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't want a redemption storyline for Kylo. I want him to be the ultimate bad. I want him to not want to come back, quote unquote, to the light. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, if they've got to reshoot something or they've got to retool something or they've got to scrap something, you know, you gotta ultimately, you know, move with the punches. I mean, I mean, there was stuff that. You know, we all watched the the commentary tracks together. There was stuff that wasn't going to be in the movie originally until JJ sat down with other directors, and they gave him some thoughts, and he went back and reshot stuff. I mean, stuff's always changing in these these big production movies. So, I think they'll be and and they've got some of the finest minds making some of the best content in the world. I think they'll be able to figure it out and still make a fantastic movie, while still paying respect and not necessarily just throwing what she did to the wayside by CGIing her in. And I do feel that is, you know, at least, like we said, because she's, it's so fresh, I feel like that is kind of a, it's not an homage, it's not a, a throwback or whatever you want to call it. It would be almost a recasting in and of itself to do a CG version of her and have someone else voice her and stuff like that. So I don't want to see that at all. All right, well, on to something a little less depressing. Today we got announcements of two new books, backstories on one on Jin and one on Baze and Churret. And obviously we don't know a whole lot about it except for the Jin book takes place while she's in Saw's crew and leads up to where they part ways and a little bit, even a little bit after that. And the Baze and Churret book also are going to include Saw. It, I guess it takes place when Saw first comes to Jetta, and uh, there's going to be some interaction. Yes. Exceptions. <laughs> Can't get enough of that. So like I said, we don't know a whole lot about these books, but what, which one are you guys more excited about and what do you hope to see out of these books? Well, I know which one you're excited about. The Borgullet <laughs> book. You just want more gin. I just want more Borgullet. Borgullet. Uh, honestly, I, I would have to say Bays and, and Church just because of what they represent. But I mean, to me, seeing seeing Jen in a different light, that'd be cool and all, but... Uh, her story has ended for me. I, I got what I wanted out of her story. And that was the, the redemption of her family. You know, that all connected <clears throat> to me. And, and I don't necessarily know if I need more Jen. Um, but I'll, I'll read it, you know, of course. But Turret and uh, Ace have just a. I, I, I give you crap because you love them so much out of nowhere. But I'm definitely interested in that. More yeah, four seasons. Yeah, I'm actually interested in, in, in their stories, too. I want to see, like, the formation of how they became a team, how they got together, like, the bantering that goes between them a little bit more than what we got in in, um, in Rogue One. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for both of them. Well, Patrick, you were the one that sent that to, to me today. What I didn't have an opportunity yet to go through and read everything. What Have they released any information about what it's going to be on or just that the books the books are being made? They didn't say too much. Um, what I have here is Rebel Rising. Rebel. Oh. <laughs> a young adult novel. We'll dive into Jim, <coughs> Jin's backstory, exploring her time with the extremist rebel Saw Gerrera and how much or how it shaped the woman she become. Rogue One hinted at the once close relationship between Saw and Jin, which was ultimately fractured. 
Rebel Rising promises to be our first real look into what happened between the two, good times and bad. Check out the official description and cover below. When Jen Erso was five years old, her mother was murdered and her father taken from her to serve the Empire. Now, so right she there, was five. I got another problem with that because <laughs> we ran over this so many times. We had a 20-minute conversation about this. Yeah, but we were saying whether she was eight or nine when that happened, not five. We were saying four or five for the Coruscant flashbacks, but whatever. Oh, yeah, that's horse shit. Yep, this whole thing's wrong. I'm going to have to fix this. I want to hear more about it. Strongly worded letter coming up. But despite the loss of her parents, she is not completely alone. Saw Guerrera, a man willing to go to any extremes necessary in order to resist imperial tyranny, takes her in as his own and gives her not only a home, but all the abilities and resources she needs to become a rebel herself. Jen dedicates herself Whoa. to the cause and the man. But fighting alongside Saw and his people brings with it danger and the question of just how far Jin is willing to go as one of Saw's soldiers. When she faces an unthinkable betrayal that shatters her world, Jin will have to pull the pieces of herself back together and figure out what she truly belie believes in and who she can really trust. Hmm. So there's that. Now. So she fell in love with the man. She fell in love with Borgullet. All right. Oh, second one. Oh, dude, you give me stuff, but I don't <laughs> talk about that. Who doesn't love Borgullet? Odie. <laughs> okay, you got, you got me there. <laughs> All right, second book, Guardians of the Wills, a middle grade novel written by New York Times bestselling author and Eisner winner Greg Rucka, follows Chariton Bay's. Pause. What a middle grade. Middle is grade. That yes, said? middle grade. It's talking about like reading level, mm -hmm. or okay. Oh, you I'm thought like, they were saying this book isn't that great? It's like middle <laughs> grade. <laughs> it took me a what did you just say? A shitty novel, but <laughs> dear God, all right. Promises to be the worst novel so far. Yeah. So okay, sorry, you got it. <laughs> Follows Churton Bay's after the Empire's takeover of Jeddah and the arrival of Saw Gerrera. as protectors of the Kyber Temple. On Jeddah, Baze and Turret are windows into a new element of Star Wars lore, and Guardians of the Wills looks to tell a major part of their their story. StarWars.com is excited to reveal the kinetic comic book style cover and official description below. So here we go with the official description. Baze and Turret used to be Guardians of the Wills, who looked after the Kyber Temple on Jeddah and all those who worshipped there. Then the Empire came and took over the planet. The temple was destroyed and the people scattered. Now Baze and Turret do what they can to resist the Empire and protect the people of Jeddah, but it never seems to be enough. When a man named Saw Gerrera arrives with grand plans to take down the Empire, it seems like the perfect way for Baze and Turret to make a real difference and help the people of Jeddah. But will it come at too great a cost? Hmm. And now for the bad news. These books don't come out until May. May? Mm -hmm. I believe so. <clears throat> it says they're available for pre-order, but I swear I saw somewhere... On Twitter, maybe that they're coming out in May. She but definitely got far away. We've got yeah, we've got a couple other books coming out before then. We've got one in February, and Thrawn comes out in like March or April, so that should keep us occupied. Speaking of speaking of Chirrut, there was also some sort of I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a story about Chirrut being in uh, Han Solo movie. I did not hear this. Enlighten me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from what I read, it's there's no con confirmation or anything, but they're talking that. There's not a lot of info. I can't really give you much more than that. That Chirrut may be in it because I think it's more so because Donnie Yen made such an interesting kind of push and play with the character himself that people are speculating he could be in. You know, a way for them to bring the character back would be 
in that Han Solo movie since it's a prequel, and maybe even do a non-blind version, something like that, which I don't know about that, but I don't know. I don't know. What, would you guys want to see Chirrut in... As much as I love Chirrut, no, I would not. I don't think, yeah, where would he fit in that storyline? Well, I just don't want to see Han interact with anyone that uses the Force because by the time you get to Episode Four, he firmly doesn't believe in anything mystical. Believe. Yep. I don't want them to do things that would seem cool that will screw up the story that they've already written, especially that story. Okay, don't, don't shoot the messenger, sure. Damn it, Tim. My bad. Let me call Kathy. Kathy, that's a no-go. We're no-go on that. <laughs> yeah, tell her you ran past your focus group and they, they didn't they didn't care for that. Yeah, look, we love Donnie. Tell him he's a sweetheart. Just can't do it. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> I mean, the alternative to, to make it work is you just take Han Solo out and make it a make it a shirt movie. <laughs> now you got you got my money. <laughs> Kathy, darling, we have another idea. <laughs> Focus group came back. Said they'll meet you halfway. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go eighteen times to this one. Mm-hmm. A turret movie, I might not leave uh, the theater. I'll just hand them my credit card in the morning and say, just keep charging me until I come out. You really like the character that much. Yes. question is, why don't you? I think it's kind of like a... Why do you hate turret? Answer the question. Tim, answer the question. Oh. Answer the question. I dated an Asian girl once, and she broke my heart, so... That bitch. <laughs> no, it's... It's not even like, oh, I hate turret. I, I actually... I really like his character, but... I don't know. I think maybe you're just killing it for me. <laughs> I think you're just you're just so on him. Like you're just rocking his jock so hard. I'm just like, okay, I'm done with his character now. Like the way you talk about Ezra makes me want to love Ezra. Oh, is that how it works? Okay. Yeah, I think we're just on opposite sides of the force. So I am the antithesis of. All right. Well, then from this you. day forward, I love Ezra. He's the best. He is right. He's amazing. See, it how, works much, how long way, is it going to take? <laughs> oh. I'm going to have to cut that out because I don't want any, any tape existing where I say I love Ezra. I, just say, I don't like Ezra's hair. <laughs> Weird hair has got to change. They wouldn't necessarily have to worry too much about his hair as soon as they kill him off. Just saying. I knew that was coming. It solves both of our problems. Mm -hmm. Kathy's going to call you and say, Tim, I got good news and bad news. I'm getting rid of Ezra's hair. Because I'm also getting rid of his head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, if you're listening, I don't want you to go anywhere. I do want you to learn something occasionally, but... <laughs> that was a good whisper there. <laughs> hey, guys, what if Ezra is Snook? And with that, I think we're just about done. <laughs> Tim, take us out. Well, as we end each show, just letting you know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast by the host and their guests are theirs alone and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm. With that being said, tracking ill, Ezra, change your hat. And I got it. It's ill. I can't. I can't. Ill. I just I was looking at his hair and I was like, is that serious? And I was like, yeah. That looks like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Star Wars.